Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. The entire train, or at least the cart I'm in, is moving. And I mean, it's not, we aren't heading back out of this tunnel or whatever it is. No, the whole thing, the whole thing is turning sideways, slowly. I'm, it's, I think we're flipping upside down. I'm sliding onto the side now, which is the new bottom. All the hundreds of hamburgers topple over me, almost bury me. It's an avalanche of processed meat. Wait, I've got a, I managed to quickly close the door, which probably saved my life. The whole thing is flipping. I would have been caught between the wall and the turning train. I would have been smeared over the brick like peanut butter. The train keeps turning and I prepare to fall onto the ceiling when everything stops for a second. Is this the moment to make a move? I start climbing back to the door. Maybe I can open it now, and there's a way to escape. And now something else starts moving. The top part of the train cart seems to... It... It opens up. First, there's a white line of light that cracks open right through the middle, and then the entire thing turns out to be two doors, slowly opening, and... No, 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 this is bad. The train continues to turn. It's going upside down all the way now. And the hamburgers start falling out through the open top. I try to climb back onto the sides, but there's no way to escape this. Oh, my broken ribs are screaming at me, yelling that I should stop. And I start screaming for help, screaming that someone's in here. Someone is caught in this machine. Right before the whole thing topples over, I look over my shoulder to where I'll soon fall. And, well, there's an enormous hole. A mouth, kind of. With all kinds of small wheels on the sides, like teeth. Whatever it is, whatever it's supposed to do, it looks like it'll kill me. It reminds me of the sandworms from Dune. And they surface like a rising vortex of teeth. There's no fighting this. There's no hanging on in this scenario. I fall into the giant mouth amongst the cold hamburgers. 
bounce off the side, hitting the back of my head, and then awkwardly slide deeper into the tunnel, into the machine. It hurts, everywhere. This machine very obviously isn't made for processing tall humans, only hamburger-sized hamburgers. I slide down the tunnel, into which I barely fit, and when the thing makes a turn, like a water slide, I suddenly go left and get stuck in the tube. I can't go up or down. I can't move my arms. I'm stuck inside the throat of this sandworm machine. This is a nightmare. It must be. The wheels on the sides are trying to push me through, I'm trying to get rid of the obstruction. Oh, my ribcage hurts so much. It feels like another bone might break. I feel the wheels speeding up, applying more pressure. Unless there's some kind of emergency stop initiating soon, I'll probably die here. I'll get crushed. More and more hamburgers are piling up on top of me. My arms are caught and I'm having trouble making room with my head to breathe. Every time I wiggle my head to create an opening, more hamburgers fall out of the train. I'm drowning. It's getting dark now. The machine starts pulling at my lower body even harder. I try to open my mouth to scream for help again. But before I can make a sound, my throat is full of plastic. I can't move. There's no help coming, so I have to get through. There's no other way than farther down. But the thought of going deeper into this machine that is very much not made for humans makes my panic worse. The thought of disappearing even farther into this claustrophobia device towards whatever comes next goes against all of my survival instincts. But I'm stuck too deep inside to ever make it out without help. The pile of hamburgers on top of me is too heavy. So I start wiggling and fighting to go the other way. I start actively working with the wheels that are trying to pull me down. Even though my body is creating all kinds of panic attacks to make me stop, I bend into the corner as much as possible and I can feel it's working. I'm slowly going deeper. Please let the tube get wider. Please let me not be working my way into an industrial pipe that gets narrower until it's hamburger sized. If that's what's happening, and I'm struggling to get deeper in, then I'll never get out without help. If that's the case, someone will have to realize I'm in here, stop the plant, and completely dismantle this machine. They'd have to cut open the pipe to get me out. And that would mean being stuck in here, unable to move or breathe properly for maybe days. I would lose my mind. I've never had claustrophobia before, but I do now. Panic is rising. It starts in my stomach like a ball of acid that expands throughout my arms and legs, making everything tingle. My vision goes away completely. My face feels like there's electricity going through the skin. Everything that is fundamental and primal inside of me screams to try and climb out. But in spite of all of this, I have to push through. There is no way back up. There are simply too many BBU hamburgers on top of me. 
As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. I feel my right shoulder slipping through. And then, with the little wheels on the sides going full speed, and the weight of the hamburgers on top of me, I get launched into the tube. I slide all the way through. I was crying from relief. But I can't see where I'm going. It's too dark. There's too much meat surrounding me. I fall for maybe 20 seconds or something like that. And then, everything stops again. I'm not stuck this time. I think it's supposed to go this way. I'm kind of... Whoa! <laughs> uh, I just... I just fell onto a small assembly line. I'm finally laying horizontally instead of falling. Oh, the conveyor belt is slowly moving forward. I'm going somewhere, feet first. I can't stand up. It's still kind of a tube. I barely fit. Laying down, my nose almost touches the steel or whatever. So I can't look up to see where I'm going. I do hear something. I'm closing in on something. The next step in the process. 
I'm standing up now. There was a bit of a fall, and now I'm standing up straight. But it's still so confined. I can't move my arms. My feet are being pressed against one another. It's like I'm standing inside of a vertical coffin. When I look down, I'm standing inside of a cooling box. I know these boxes. They use these to transport the hamburgers in. I recognize the foam-like structure. Stacks of these boxes appeared each morning before my shift. I had to get them out of the trucks that arrived from packaging and distribution. Something comes down on me. Something pushes me into the box. I mean, obviously, I won't fit. This thing is made for... This box is made for hamburgers. It pushes down even harder. And I fold myself into the box. I don't have a choice. I have to give in. It comes down even more. And I think my spine is going to snap. This is hell. It must be. Why is there no safety alarm or something? No sensors detecting something strange? This thing just keeps going. It just applies more pressure. My rib gives in. The pain is... It feels like the broken bone slides over itself. I think I can feel one part of the bone scraping against the other. But because of the bottom rib giving in, I fit. Because the bone was already broken, there's room to give in, and I survived the pressure. I bend into an impossible angle. The lid goes on, and the machine starts pushing the box forward. I'm completely folded in on myself. I don't even know what part of my body my face is pressed into. Is this my knee? I can feel the pain taking over, and I know I'm about to pass out. I just have to... I slowly come to, and I'm back in a world of pain. Uh, what, what are you doing in there? Are you okay? I look up, and someone opened my box. I see my own arm, which has the pattern of the lid pressed into the skin. How long was I in the box for? Hello? Hey, can you hear me? Behind the person, I can see we're in, well... A BBU cooling cell. Somehow, I keep ending up in one of these. This time, I've been delivered. So to speak. Well, now I understand why a stack of boxes broke my little cart. Uh, what are you doing? Are, are you smuggling yourself into a BBU? You know, we have a, we have a front door. I look this person in the eye. And I can tell immediately. I can see it in the way his gaze is kind of out of focus. This is another sleeper, coming to the cooling cell to grab a day's worth of burgers so he can stare at them from behind his sleeper station. He carefully helps me out of the box and sets me down on the floor. 
then he walks out for a second and comes back with a glass of water. I tell him I got caught in the machine that packages the hamburgers and he has a hard time believing me. He probably thinks I'm some kind of a drug addict or a crazy person. It looks like you need to sit here and, and catch your breath. And then, then we need to get you to a hospital. Uh, thanks so much for helping me out, man. I'm, it's been quite the journey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can tell. What do you do here? I flip the burgers. They call what I do uh, working the sleeper station. I'm going to need to get back soon. No worries. I understand. I used to be a sleeper myself. What? Go flip them. You're a sleeper? Well, I used to be. I quit. You aren't from, uh, Corvette, right? Why? Yes, yes, I recognize you. Oh, oh, it's you. It's the sleeper they're looking for. They? Mr. Crow, uh, the one from your BBU. Spread your information to all BBU restaurants in the country. What did you do? Nothing. I had to get out. He's pretty serious about catching you. All right. To be honest, I stole his car. I didn't make enough to get a car of my own, and there was no public transport in Corvette, so I was literally trapped. Oh, oh, ah, uh, shoot. I, hey, stay here. I need to, uh, I mean, don't, don't move. I need to go flip the burks. I'll be right. You know what I'm doing. The beep makes my brain feel good. It feels like a finger that gently presses down on my pleasure center. But only for a second, leaving me craving more. Okay, so we have to get you out of here without Mr. Crow seeing you. You guys have a Mr. Crow? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, every BBU has one. You guys thought you made up that nickname? I guess. I thought Rodrigo did. Well, yeah, he did. All the Rodrigos do. We have one here, too. What? You do? What about a Kim? No, I don't, I don't know any Kim. I don't think there's supposed to be a Kim in a BBU kitchen. Oh, uh, okay, here comes the boss. We've got to get you out of here. Come on. The other sleeper grabs me under my arm and pulls me up. My whole body hurts. Nothing seems to be working properly. All the joints feel disjointed. I try not to make a sound, but it's very hard. I can't even control my breathing properly. I sound like I'm playing with a squeaky toy while we try to sneak out. I know I should be proud of all the obstacles I've managed to overcome. All the evil and temptation I've deflected. I know I made it through a lot. I know I should be proud of myself for heading into the unknown and not accepting regret. But because another sleeper has to drag me out of the restaurant, because I can barely breathe or walk, because it's so hard to keep moving forward, literally, as if an enormous magnet keeps pulling at me all the way from Corvat. And because it's Mr. Crow again I'm trying to get away from, it feels like I'm barely making progress. When I step out the back of the BBU, onto the small loading area, it feels like I'm home. Nothing's changed. I accomplished nothing. The other sleeper senses what I'm going through or something, because he encourages me. He tells me to look up. Come on, man. Chin up. You got this. Look up and keep going. I look up, literally, and there it is. 
I can't believe it. There it is. We're standing with our backs towards the restaurant. And it's a nice neighborhood I ended up in. There's hedges between all the different coffee spots and fast food places. There's lots of trees. And towering over it all, on the horizon, there it is. The skyline. Naraka City. Finally. It looks out of place almost. Like some giant planted a handful of sticks into the ground. Seemingly at random. You've got to keep going, man. You can't stop now. Mr. Crow will look for me. You've got to keep pushing. Thanks. I will. Looks like I'm almost there. Looks like I almost made it. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.